I'll tell you what, Dom. I love this podcast, but I am sick of the ads. Why don't you pay for the ad-free version? I'm not going to spend $9 a month on this bloody thing. Well, admittedly, you were in the room when we recorded them. The worst thing about it is you get this ad-free version, but you also get extra content. I know. And it's terrible. Listen to the latest episode. The whole point is, do we just scrap everything that he's done so far? Mm. This is a new minefield, I think, that we're suddenly discovering. Mm. I mean, the other thing, Charles, is he could just ditch the whole Ben Long idea and he can just choose Hitler instead. <laughs> <laughs> don't sign up at chaser.com.au slash podcast so that you don't have to have the ad-free version and you don't get that extra content. For $9 a month, which is a lot in this economy. Oh, it is actually. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chase Report. It is Wednesday the 10th of August. Charles Firth and Dom Knight with Mark Humphreys once again. Hello, Mark. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, wayo. As your, <laughs> your serve improves since we last spoke. Oh, not radically, no. Uh, okay. But uh, no, we did mention about playing tennis against Peter Fitzsimons. He also invited me to play basketball recently and I think I feigned illness because I just didn't want to work out, didn't, didn't want to find out what part of my basketball game was going to collapse. Into your your body would have been destroyed. Like he is so <laughs> big and so strong. But you would be good at basketball, wouldn't you? You're about I, eight I w- foot Exactly. Ten. I would be good unless Peter Simons was on the court. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine him smashing the ball out of your hand. Oh, exactly, that's it. Tough it up, Humphrey. Exactly. He'd suddenly become Dikembe Mutombo, yeah. We've got some big news about uh, matters in Canberra. Mm. All right, so one of the big fixtures of the parliamentary career, the comedy career, the satire world, the midwinter ball, hosted this year by Mr Mark Humphreys, apparently. Oh, yes, that's right. Congratulations. So I've got the call up. And um, so, yeah, next month uh, I'll... Be doing. I think they said twenty minutes. I was like, oh, right, twenty minutes. That's quite quite a lot. Yeah, that is a lot for you, isn't it? Because you <laughs> you do what one two minute sketch every a fortnight every yeah. two weeks. Yes, that's it. And that's, that, that's your job. Twenty minutes back to back. Yeah, I don't know what that. I, that's, that's a whole year's. Worth I shouldn't of work. be. I should be working right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm looking forward to it because I always love the White House press correspondence dinner, and that's the way I'm sort of. Approaching it as a sort of roast of well, this is the thing that kills me about the the midwinter ball is never having been to it. Mm -hmm. Is there's this great event in America? I mean, the the the, um, certainly the um, press dinner is is one of them, but there's also the thing called the Al Smith dinner, which is only during the campaign. So it's every four years, just before election day. Mm -hmm. Both presidential candidates go and they have to do a comedy set, and it's the only time you ever see political candidates anywhere in the world being required to. Audition as stand-up comedians totally. for the job of leader. It's great, and Obama was very good. And even when even George George W. Bush nailed those ones. I I watched a bit of Clinton and Trump, and I thought they both had good gear. And you know, mm. they obviously. I don't really remember worked. Biden's. Did Biden do it? Oh. It didn't happen. I don't think. Oh, I, I, maybe I Biden know. just did it solo. I think Trump boycotted it or something like because it raises money for charity, so he wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> If there's not a way to funnel it into his own. But it always breaks my heart that probably the most endearing thing, because you hear the jokes coming out Mm. and the leaders make fun of themselves. Mm. And you always think, well, if we'd actually heard, you know, even Scott Morrison or Julia Gillard, people who weren't necessarily all that popular, 
making fun of themselves. Tony Abbott apparently used to be quite quite funny on that. Get night. out of town. Yeah. I mean, but wouldn't we like them if we exactly. saw all the jokes that they made at their own mm. expense? Totally. Well, I think with Morrison, I think he did reference the you know the shitting himself at Engadine thing. I think then. But I then think he subsequently went and brought that up many times. Yes. Oh, way Jack, to you know, that's it. You know, getting questions about foreign policies and stuff. It's well. better to talk about actual <laughs> shit than shit performances, <laughs> Prime Minister, I suppose. But then, of course, there was uh, Turnbull's impression of Trump, which leaked. Because that's the whole thing. Is The whole idea is that, yes, it's Chatham House rule and we can't talk about it. But it's, it's sort of just a bit absurd. But there was mm. that really quite good impression that uh, Turnbull did of... Um, of Donald Trump. And I think I might have mentioned this before. Turnbull does very good impressions. If you listen to the audio book of his memoir, which I'm... Oh, uh, yes, we did talk about yeah, that. He, he does a killer Christopher Pine. He's, mm. very, he's very, very funny. He'd still be there, though, wouldn't he? If, if he'd done impressions, um, <laughs> you know, on the TV... The Max Gillies of <laughs> Prime Ministers. Sure. Yeah, but it's, no, this is very exciting because it was part of, part of the role. I have to introduce... The big three of Australian politics. I have to introduce um, Anthony Albanese. I have to introduce Peter Dutton, and I have to introduce Marsha Hines. And uh, so she'll be performing on the night, which is wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> that's how good it is. But Charles, you've done it before. Yeah, <laughs> and and won't be invited back for no. reasons that did, are about to become Charles. Never, ever. Did you MC the ball? No, I, I didn't MC the ball. Uh, I, well, maybe Craig and I did one year, like. Years ago, Julian like, used to do because I used yeah. to when I was doing evening radio, I would occasionally cross to the host and find out, try and find out what the jokes had been, and they would never say oh, on radio. Man. Then they'd tell me later. <laughs> um, but it was always very sad. But um, no, the last time I went to the Midwinter Ball was in about 2012. Mm, that's been and a I long will, drought. Charles. I will Why never, might that be? <laughs> I will never go back again because I created a proper national controversy that lasted several days that basically taught like so so hang on a second did you did you write jokes for anyone by any chance yes yes. did you do a bit of comedy brainstorming yeah i did some comedy brainstorming do we need to give any context about the midwinter ball just a reminder of of who's there so it's sort of it's pretty much parliament plus the press gallery Mm. all dress up and have a a, a sort of dinner for on both sides of politics right so they all go and get fancied up yeah yeah Yeah, so uh, I, I can't remember who was on my table. It was like Bill Shorten was on my table. I'm and, sorry. And I th- Julie Gillard was on the table next to me. She was the Prime Minister at the time. Like, it was quite high power, you know. You were you were in the corridors of power that mm. night. You were really and rubbing shoulders with the, the and Wayne Swan. I was sitting next to Wayne Swan. That's mm-hmm. another sort of bit. Anyway, so the point is I had written this speech for a comedy character mm. who um, was – uh, from the organisation of Fair Go for Billionaires. And it was just after the mining tax sort of debacle yep. uh, that uh, Rudd and then Gillard sort of um, tried to think. But it was also, crucially, about a day or two after the misogyny speech oh. Julie Gillard had given. Remember that yes. magnificent speech? Hard to forget that speech. <laughs> where She's she just, just released it as a book all these years <laughs> later. She hasn't forgotten either. She just unleashed on Abbott mm. for being a sexist asshole and um, sort of really gained a voice. So in just, that moment. just right. so as far as the context goes, so he's saying she was riding high. It was probably the greatest yes. moment. Yes, uh, the international attention had been placed on yes. this this prime minister. Yes, it was the highlight of her entire life. And basically. and and she allowed Labor to be sort of defined as as feminist, mm. right? So we had this billionaire character, it was a comedy character, get up. And the whole point was that he was making jokes about, oh, well, we can't possibly tax mining companies because they're so poor and, 
you know, you just got to give the billionaires a fair go, right? It's very rah rah, heavy handed sarcasm, heavy handed sarcasm <laughs> thing. We love heavy handed sarcasm. <laughs> but he was there, um, like the the sort of people who I had done the character for were the CFMEU mining division, right? So mm. they were the sort of they were, you know. Um, <laughs> A bunch of men. Say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, known known funder of comedy this year. And, for me, and when you when you do um, the one thing when you're doing those sorts of speeches, you know, where somebody's paying you to sort of do it, mm. is you run the speech by them uh, oh. before you go out. Right. And I knew that there was this one gag that they probably wouldn't approve, but I just loved it so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I thought it's just not necessarily, you know, tell them that line. Yes. Right. <clears throat> so they did they sign off on the rest of the speech except for yeah, the yeah, line? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we actually, when we're in the limousine, you know, we showed them the speech. Like it was and you're getting, so you're getting paid well yes. to advance the political cause of the miners and take down the billionaires and yes. make, try and get the mining tax over the line. So you've got a yes. lot riding on this, Charles. Yes, yes. Then our billionaire gets up. He was killing it, right? He's so this is an actor. He's an actor. Mm. He's killing it, you know, basically taking about all sides of politics because, you know, like everyone loves being mentioned. Mark, it's totally the right place to do a roast. Like everyone just wants to be mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. But then we had this joke, fuck, I wish I could... Remember the exact wording of it. Surely it's in the Australian show. Yeah, so I'm just going to find out what it was. <laughs> no, um, no, it was never properly quoted because oh, that's right. Because yes. it was, it was about it was it was implying that yes, Tony Abbott, the then oh no, was he prime minister then or was he? No, maybe he was prime minister. Oh, how did it surely he wouldn't have been. In no, no, he wasn't prime minister. Anyway, that Tony Abbott was having an affair with Peter Credlin. Right. Is that right? That's that's so that's yeah. Which of course was completely untrue. Completely untrue. But but it was just an implication. like it was just a joke, right? Everyone at the at the event, from Labor to Liberal, laughed at the joke, right? It was a funny joke, okay. Uh oh. It was a funny joke, probably quite defamatory in its imputation, but it was a funny joke. Okay. <laughs> like I know you're you're both sort of not believing me, you're looking at me. Saying it wasn't a funny joke. I mean, it was a funny just, joke. Charles, it's just that we've known you for a long yeah. time. That's all. It was a really good joke. Anyway, I can't actually remember the joke, but I, I could probably could I, should I dig it up? I've got probably got Let's it. Let's just somewhere. pause for a moment yeah. and find out what it is because it's not making much sense without it, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll find the speech. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Pitch the joke to us. Okay, Mark okay. and I are C- CFMEU officials. <laughs> What's it going to be? Okay, so it's, a jo- it's very much based in the time, right? I don't know uh, what's up with Campbell Newman. He's not so much the Premier of Queensland as the Mayor of Queensland, isn't he? That's a funny 
topical reference. <laughs> I think that's why he's been cutting so many public service jobs to bring the government down to a size he's more comfortable with. Oh, that's a bit of grunt. Anyway, okay. <laughs> then it goes, and federally, the Libs aren't going much better. My mate Tony Abbott uh, been a bit on the nose in the last few weeks. He even rolled out his wife to help fix the polls amongst women voters. I said to him, mate, first rule of politics, don't roll out the wife as the gold standard example of why you're good with women unless you're absolutely 100% rock solid sure that you're not having an affair with your chief of staff. <laughs> that, was the right. that was the gag, right? I see. Yeah. And, and he delivered it well. It, it, the line landed. Nobody stormed out of the room. Put it that way, right? That's a, a that's a, traditionally the bar. Yeah, the bar for, for and, humorous these events. And right. I remember that that night, Bob Catter, for example, then took us out on the town. And Bob Catter <laughs> is an awful human being, <laughs> but an amazingly good drinker. Like, and you know, so the, was, you're saying the joke landed with Bob Catter, is what you're saying? Yeah. And, well, and you know, it was just there was no question that it, it that night had gone triumphant. We we left in triumph. The next day, the Libs are looking for some sort of way to imply that the Labor Party is, in fact, misogynist. sexist, yes, m- misogynist, mm. and that the CFMEU are actually just a bunch of blokes who are misogynistic. It occurs to them, actually, that go- joke about the Tony Abbott affair cannot be repeated. It's a completely defamatory allegation, right? Mm-hmm. So they start implying that the allegation was about some sort of, like, crude sexual yes. cunnilingus reference to to Peter Credlin and Tony oh, Abbott. Right, right. And so they start talking about, oh, we can't possibly say what, what was said, but it was so outrageous that no one is allowed to even broadcast a riot. And everyone assumed that, you know, that it'd been some, you know, bodily parts, really, you know, crude sort of thing, when it was just a very straight-up, you know, <laughs> allegation. Right, so in fact... What you're saying is yeah. that your comedy craftsmanship yes. managed to undo yes. the moral weight gained by the most famous speech in the past 20 years. But here you go. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what was fascinating about it was that suddenly all these people who I had then subsequently had drinks with and chatted to in that room claimed that they had, as soon as they'd heard about that, that had heard that line, stormed out. Oh, yes, out, that's right. Right? <laughs> So all these people, I think including people like Julia Gillard and Bill Shorten and all these people who were just sitting there for the rest of the night claimed that they'd stormed out and sexism was inappropriate in any circumstance and that they were as pure as the driven snow. Right. So, and all that did was pour fire onto this stupid, completely sort of harmless joke uh, as if, yeah, something really bad was happening. And they just poured fire on it. And it made me go, oh, my goodness, you are so bad at handling the media. You're probably going to be rolled by Kevin Rudd in the next few weeks. And, indeed, they were. That's I completely, yes, exactly right. That's, so yeah. we, can trace, we can trace the moment when Australia's first female Prime Minister mm. lost the gloss <laughs> and the wheels started coming off and she was replaced by Kevin Rudd. That, that moment. Yes. Was you yes. script writing for a fake male billionaire? Yeah, 
Well, the patriarchy is very good at what they do, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly effective. But I do remember. Yes, I remember. I now remember all the fallout of it. Yes, because it was oh. all because they couldn't say what the joke was. It then kind of created yes. jo- the joke in audiences' minds, and so I think the headlines. So much worse. Yeah, the headlines. My memory was that it was always like it was a sexist joke about Peter Credlin. That was mm. the way that it was framed. Yes. Um, and so it was for a while. I, I didn't even know what the joke was, and then once you told me, I mean, you were a bit you, disappointed. You, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. but it's just it's just, it's just like oh, that's an interesting way that it's been framed. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that was that was the thing. And yes, I, I remember now. Yes, all the Labor uh, politicians sort of yeah. Cra- I've never used the word crab walking, but crab walking away from yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the point I, is, I've, I've just found out how to because I couldn't find the reference to this joke online anywhere, and I was searching for the wrong thing. It was at the CF. Yeah, it sorry. wasn't at the midwinter ball. Yeah, it was yeah. at the oh, CFMEU dinner. There was a special oh. CFMEU dinner. Oh, okay. And the way that I managed to find it, Charles, was by um, by searching for the name of the person who you made take the fall uh, for the show. Oh, right. Not, not by searching for you. You 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 were nowhere near it. Yeah, yeah. It was in everyone's interests. There you go. Yes. So um yes so amazing uh, amazing moment in the history of the misogyny <laughs> speech. I presume Julia Gillard will have kept will have printed the whole speech as part of her new book. Do you think? That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. But yes, I can find a tweet. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there is a reference to it from the time. <laughs> the gag was the quote was uh, the gag was a stuff up. Was adamant that neither the union nor the Labor Party had known of it before the performance. Uh, the per- the spokesman said it wasn't Charles. Uh, the spokesman said, we just went too far, the writing team misjudged and we unreservedly apologise to all parties for any offence. So, Charles, it sounds as though you've you've sort of un, mm. unapologised. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, statute of limitations. The, um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, but again, Dom, this falls into our sort of ongoing... <laughs> Exploration of you know the career of the Charles career Earth. of Charles Firth. This is yet another chapter, <laughs> another episode of the sitcom that we all want. When, whenever I next. whenever I see Mark uh, randomly in the foyer at the ABC, we just always refer to the project of the thinly veiled um, mockumentary of the life of Charles Firth. But one one day we'll we'll write. Well, that's the thing because I've I've said before, uh, and I'm, I'm determined to do it that I want to make a podcast about the Logies because everyone who's been to Logies has a Logies anecdote. Mm. But the reality is, I've probably heard more anecdotes about Charles Firth. <laughs> <laughs> You should hear my Logies anecdotes. Yeah, but it's like, because I feel like the podcast about you would be sort of almost like that kind of like who the hell is Hamish or sort of thing, and yet we still have access to you. Like it's sort <laughs> yeah. of like, Well, the amazing <laughs> thing too about Charles is that um, he loves <laughs> – like you'd imagine something like that, there'd be a little bit of shamefacedness at the end from the person going, all right, guys. Yeah. But Charles would be like, oh, <laughs> you forgot this story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also I've realised my, my memory is very faulty, isn't it? Because you then got to Google and go, oh, no, it wasn't the midwinter yeah, yeah, ball yeah. at all. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's all right. But there's enough – but that's the great thing is there's yeah. just enough truth to yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah well, congratulations, yeah. Charles. It's, it, 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 you, what you were right about was that it came at the worst possible time <laughs> in the trajectory the, of the misogyny speech. It was October 2012, right? Yeah, so yeah. not far from the replacement of Gillard by mm. Rudd and indeed deeply undermining the best speech she ever gave. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so anyway, I have hired Charles to be my speechwriter for <laughs> the Winter Balls. So I look forward to... <laughs> oh, really? Who's yeah. having an affair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's well, having an affair? Who? Oh, well, there's a long <laughs> list. Yeah. All right, let's just stop recording and you can run us through it. Our gears from Road with part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.